everyone, and welcome once again to Starship Podcast Warlock. My name is Drew. My name is Jeff, and I am extremely buzzed, so uh, this ought to be interesting. And we are watching AbFab, uh, and in honor of AbFab and their perpetually inebriated nature, uh, Jeff has gotten fabulously, he says buzzed, you may mean drunk, we'll find out. Um, as you know, this drunk. is a highly professional <laughs> podcast. We would I've never perform. I've, <laughs> I've had a couple of uh, boulevardiers uh, okay. mixed with a uh, rusty nail. Okay. I mean, sorry, not a rusty nail. A um, uh, uh, dark and stormy. My apologies. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you cleared that up. Uh, given that what I was going to say is that uh, as a professional podcast, we would, of course, never perform uh, or record in a situation where we were both drunk, um, I am sober, so we've met that condition and we can continue. Um, of course, we're going to be watching the fourth episode of the uh, third series of AbFab uh, today, which I think, Jeff, I think you said it was called Jealous. Uh, Correct. So if you didn't pay attention to which one this is, now you know. Um, we have, of course, numbered them consecutively. Uh, instead of dividing into series, it, it's just... Uh, we're on number 16 now, just to make it more confusing. So uh, if you're discovering that this is out of order, spoilers, um, the intricate and long-running uh, continuous story that is AbFab will be spoiled for you if you listen to these out of order. So uh, be warned. Today, I, I really don't think that's a problem, but I appreciate <laughs> that warning. I'm trying to remember if we've done what we're about to do before on this podcast for any of these shows, which is talk about the have. director. Yeah. Um, and we talked about writers, I believe. We talked about Richard Curtis back when we were doing Blackadder. Yep. Um, and Douglas Adams, of course. But I, I don't think we really spent any time talking about the directors of those shows. And it turns out that the director of the first three series of AbFab, Bob Spears, um, is responsible for a lot of interesting things. And I've deliberately the, not... This is how you tell that we've really run out of ideas. <laughs> but, um... Really scraping the bottom of the barrel now. Um, <laughs> but not really, because, I mean, it, it is no, funny how No, it's an interesting many... topic and not something I've ever yeah. thought about. So I think it's a good call. It's, it is interesting how many of these things that I like that he is uh, involved with, or was involved with, I should say. So... Mm -hmm. Today we're going to talk about Bob Spears, and if you want to follow along with us, um, you can turn to the relevant page in our uh, uh, illustrious research website, which is Wikipedia. Um, we're just going to be ripping and down. And when there. you scroll to the down oh, to the bottom of the page, you can and you hear this little sound, bring turn the page. <laughs> Does anybody remember those little old? Um, all right, never mind. I, I, guess I, I do remember those little old, but uh, you know, I don't see how mm -hmm. it applies here. But if you can figure it out, dear listener, please let us know. Uh, if you if you manage to turn the page of Wikipedia and end up somewhere else, um, maybe reading about some sort of spire. I don't know what would be alphabetically after Bob Spears in the universe of. I'm clearly drunk. Wikipedia. I feel like I'm in 1993. So you know, never I'm just <laughs> just gonna yes and you here. Uh, until uh, I can't anymore. I'll shut up so you can actually get through it and actually get somewhere before we get to the episode. Oh, who knows? Who knows if that'll happen? So let's talk about <laughs> Robert Alexander Spears. Let's um, do that. So he is unfortunately no longer with us. I assume it's unfortunate. It, I assume that he was a, a, a decent human being. Um, 2008, he's been gone for a while. It has been he a while, directed, yeah. He directed, okay, um, I, I just want to read from the very top that he worked in many sitcoms and won two uh, BAFTAs for Faulty Towers and AbFab. He also directed Spice World. Yes, which explains a lot, really. It explains why that movie is entertaining, first of all. Um, it explains why there are so many um, uh, celebrated stars of, of British light entertainment uh, in it, including, of course... Um, Jennifer Saunders has a little cameo in it, uh, and you know Richard E. Grant and Alan Cumming. Uh, I should tell you that I have never seen Meatloaf, and I wonder if we should do that as a special episode of this. It'd be interesting. Maybe you should have this exact combination of drinks, and then uh, we should watch Spice World together <laughs> and get I your reaction. You know I, what? 
I would endure it. I would take a uh, bucket and put it with me just in case, but I, I, would, <laughs> more, I would endure it. The more I talk about this, the more essential I think it is. And, and the other great thing is we'll be able to get oh, uh, my girlfriend to, to guest on the podcast again. I think, I think after we finish this series, that may be a thing we do. Um, All right. A little Bob Spears bonus. I, I, I will deal. <laughs> You'll deal. You're going to love it. Um, okay, if you say so. You're going to love to hate it if you hate it. Uh, but you will well, love it one day. Well, I love the, other. the Star Wars holiday special. So, you know, after that, everything's gravy. <laughs> this looks like uh, The Godfather compared to that mm-hmm. atrocity. Anyway. I, I, I have to laugh, by the way, just scanning a little bit. It says Spears particularly use tracking shots, at sometimes requiring more dialogue to be written to accommodate the length of the shot. The other directors would come in and, quote, do a Spears, end quote. Well, you've taken that out of context, so I don't even know what that means. Well, and you're I, I think ahead. it was just the fact. I, well, yeah, I am, but I'm just you're... amazed by the fact that apparently that he had a very signature style, mm-hmm. um, and so I appreciate that. Of course, it also feels like there should be a Britney Spears reference in there, but I digress. Oh my god. Okay. All right. I'm I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> go back to the beginning. <laughs> Shut up. I'm drunk. All right. So uh, Bob Spears, uh, born in Glasgow. Uh, he was affectionately known as Jock in college, which, okay, <laughs> affectionate. Uh, yes, that, that's that's clearly better repartee than what I just said. Okay, got it. Well, I'm just reading the thing. I know. All right. Uh, he was an accomplished tennis player. Uh, great. Moving on. Uh, I guess he started the BBC in 1970, uh, which was, of course... Uh, season seven of Doctor Who. Let's see. He didn't actually do any Doctor Who episodes, but I appreciate no. the fact that you're. No, I just. That in I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to place this in historical okay. context. All right. Uh, so, so early Pertwee got it. Yep. Uh, he worked. He directed Dad's Army. Some of Dad's Army, I suppose. Um, Are you being served? Which again explains a lot. I think. Um, mm-hmm. And it ain't my God. Now, now I want to see Mrs. Slocum in an episode of AbFab. I'm just saying. I want to see that blue hair. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's a through line there of larger than life women uh, <laughs> that that runs through many of these things. Uh, so second series of Faulty Towers. So interestingly, the second series of Faulty Towers. I wonder who directed the first one. I'll never know because I don't pay attention to Faulty Towers. Sorry. I mean, we could do that as John Howard series, Davies. But okay. So a little bit of Python, a little bit of AbFab, uh, or or what would Wait, be AbFab. Python, what did he do for Python? I missed that. He didn't, uh, but John oh, Howard okay. Davies did. Oh, yes. Okay. Who directed the first series yep, of... Yep, yep, mm-hmm. I'm just double-checking this Correct. now. We have, we have Correct. turned Five points. the page to <laughs> John Howard Davies. Okay, back, back to uh, Bob Spears. Um, mm-hmm. Bear with us, folks. We're going to get there. Um... Oh, we did a commentary of Faulty Towers. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, um, directed the series an unbroadcast pilot of Not the Nine O'clock News. Hmm. Okay. That's the series and the okay. Um. So in the eighties, I, I think this is. I mean, Not the Nine O'clock News probably is is part of the beginning of it, but this is where he kind of like intersects with this group of, you know, alternative mm-hmm. comedy. Uh, folks that we've been following through the young ones and black adder alternative lifestyle. Ha (laughs) your idea of alternative is channel four. Um, French and Saunders, of course the comic strip presents, uh, which we've mentioned before. And I, I still wonder if that's available somewhere. It's a very creepy Mm. show. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but I remember watching comic strip presents, in and around like the young ones and Python, uh, MTV was showing. Well, some that's because it has the time. bits of the Dangerous Brothers, right, with Rick and Aid in it. Yeah, yeah, um, but I mean, like yeah. it's it's all. I suppose these sitcoms, it's on film instead of video. Um, it's a little jankier, kind of like you know how, mm-hmm. um, if something is uh, seems less professional in some way, it, it's kind of scary, even if it's not intended to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was part of its charm, I think, actually. like That's the sort of thing you, I feel like you wouldn't see in the U.S. in the same way. That seems uh, well, maybe. British to me, but I, ha- have you seen Comic Strip Presents? I have. It's been a long oh, okay. while. Right. Uh, there was so also you know 
Uh, there was also the 20th Century Coyote, I believe, that had right Peter Richardson and Nigel Pliner, speaking of, of Young One's um, uh, alumni. Well, I assume you're right. Uh, the ones that stick out in my mind are The Sound of Muzak, uh, where mm -hmm. <laughs> Rick is a uh, Rick Mayall is a projectionist for a movie theater um, and wants to see... This is something that could only happen back in the 80s, I suppose. Um, wants to see a, a porn film. Um, so in order to get to watch it, he advertises it as The Sound of Muzak. Um, so no one will come to see it <laughs> so he can watch it in this empty theater by himself. But unfortunately, funny. he is reckoned like without sort of thing I should have remembered. Yeah, unfortunately, he's reckoned without Ed Edmondson as a, a mailman who loves the sound of music. My most <laughs> favorite film of all time. Oh, dear. Uh, I must see this. It's very, very odd. So there's that. There's like a famous five parody. Um, and then. Of course, bad news. The uh, the documentary. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some of those are the ones that I remember, and and there's even there's like one. I don't really remember what the deal was with it, but it, it was I think a parody of those movies where like um, students um, try to live in the wild and they sort of go. It's sort of Lord of the Flies ish. Um. Mm. Well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of all those, I think Bad News is the one that probably gets the most press because, of course, it was. Uh, a lot of the young ones cast. Yeah. In particular, their version doing a very bad version of Queen. <laughs> it's kind of their spinal tap is my take on it. Yeah, actually, that's a good call. So uh, so he worked on that. He worked on French and Saunders. He worked on a bit of Fry and Laurie. Um, and this, I did not know um, that he began to work with Stephen Moffat in the late 80s directed over half of the Press Gang episodes, and now I really kind of want to watch that, because that's a Which, good Which, I believe, stars uh, Julia Swalla. Correct, kind of yes. First yep. came to, so, uh, prominence. A lot, of these, a lot of these luminaries in the same orbit. Uh, was the principal director, according to Moffat, um, at setting the visual style of the show. So that's really interesting. Uh, and that's where you got that tracking shots quote. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Directed all 12 episodes of Joking Apart, which I don't actually know anything about, but is another Stephen Moffat uh, Well, thing. that's funny. So Joking, Joking Apart, which I've never seen a single clip of, the story is that as uh, a lot of the stuff that he wrote, like Coupling or whatever, which, um, you know, uh, there is a Stephen and a Susan character in there, which is based on both him and his, his wife, Sir Virtue, or ex-wife, I should say, Joking Apart is basically the story of his and Sue's divorce. And I think she produced it and stuff like that, too. So I think they're in at least some sort of... Uh, uh, that they're, they kind of still have some working relationship to each other, but it's kind of him working through uh, things for his divorce, hence the name. Uh, and I've never seen a damn thing of it, but I'm, I'm fascinated by that description. Yeah, so I, I just clicked through, so it only correct that... Uh, Coupling was the one that uh, ostensibly is based on his relationship with Sue and his first yes. wife with someone else. Mm. And that's what Joking okay. Apart was apparently about. Okay. I wonder, right. I wonder which wife Doctor Who is about. <laughs> uh, River Song, Doctor's yeah. Wife. Yeah, go figure. Um, yeah, actually, that might, that might work. Anyway, back mm. to Bob Spears. Uh, let's see... Here's here's something I have never seen that Don French did. Uh, Murder Most Horrid. Uh, with some episodes written by Moffat, it says. So, uh, Macabre Comedy Anthology Series is what it says. Um, which mm. I think would be fun to watch. Uh, and, of course, Abfap. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, for which he won a BAFTA. Um, as I think you noted earlier. And then we get to Spice World. Yes. Um, a, a wonderful, ridiculous, I don't even, it, it's it's sui generis. Sui generis? Uh, I, I'm so frightened. So generous. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres? Anyway, it's, it's of its own genre, Spice World. It's very mm -hmm. odd. Um, yes, doesn't it look the yeah. part... <laughs> and was unaware of the group when first offered the job of directing Spice World until friend Jennifer Saunders advised that he take it. 
He arrived at okay, a meeting that's... with them in a New York hotel, unaware of what they looked like, because apparently he was in America when they were super popular, and so was I, and I knew what they looked like. Hey, I was going to say, yeah, as an American, and as one that didn't really even appreciate the Spice Girls, I bloody <laughs> knew who the hell they were. I could quote Wait. all of them. I could tell you what they all looked like. He was apparently deeply involved in the project he was doing at the time, which took a lot of concentration. The Disney film That Darn Cat. Oh my god, I have no words. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see. Coming down to his filmography, is there anything we didn't hit? Uh, the Goodies? Uh, I didn't know that he directed that. Hmm. Uh, wait, hold on. What did he do? It just says uh, 10 episodes. It doesn't say if he directed them or not. Maybe it did. <laughs> Insert your Felicity Kendrell comment. <laughs> really? No. But you could if you want to. How would I? Never mind. Um, what else is here? I think we covered a lot of it. Bottom, I guess he worked on season three. Mm -hmm. Again, it doesn't really specify, but I'm assuming they just mean he directed it. Um, yeah. What else? The Ruby Wax Show. Uh, and as far as film goes, he's only worked on three films, apparently. Uh, Spice World. That Darn Cat. And something called Kevin of the North. That sounds vaguely familiar. Huh. I have yes, no idea. Ulrich in it. <laughs> it has and what? Natasha Henstridge. Like it could not possibly be more uh, millennial I, I than don't that. Know. Oh my god. Leslie Nielsen and Rick Mayall. How interesting. I just want to rewatch Species. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. Species. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Rick is in it, and Leslie Nielsen is in it. I mean, it can't Weird. possibly be good. But yet, I'm intrigued. Weird. <laughs> the Midland Reporter Telegram gave the movie Kevin in the North a grade of F, writing that the one really amazing thing about this film comes from its writer, William Osborne. Who would ever think the guy who penned Twins and Stopper My Mom Will Shoot will still be working in Tinseltown? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that's Bob Spears' career. Uh, okay. I think, you know, even though, uh, we very quickly kind of went through his filmography, there were a lot of things that I have thoroughly enjoyed in there and some things that mm. are partially enjoyed in there and some things I hope to enjoy in the future. So good on you, Bob. Hmm. Any other comments from your, uh, side of the mic? Nope. Here? Nope. Okay. Well, then maybe it's time to watch some AbFab. Um, as yes, please. Bef as before, we are going to uh, take a quick little break here, um, and we're going to queue up our DVDs slash Hulu slash whatever, and we'll all watch it at the same time. So see yep. you on the other side of this little musical sting. All right, it's time for us to watch the fourth episode of uh, the third series of Absolutely Fabulous. Jeff and I are completely queued up and ready to go, so you should be too. Uh, if you're not, go ahead and pause this podcast, uh, get ready, and then hit play again. Okay, welcome back. Here we go. We're going to count down from three down to play, hit play, and I'll watch together. Jeff, are you ready? Okay, three, two, one, play. I wonder why they chose this particular song for this uh, theme. That's a very good question. The sort of self-destructive implication of the lyrics, I can see that. I guess they were Bob Dylan fans. It's too bad we don't know anything about the show we're doing a podcast for. <laughs> There's some of our big name cameos here. Mm-hmm. Naomi Campbell, I think, right? Is in this one? I think that was. Ha <laughs> 
I'd rather have Liz Hurley, but okay. <laughs> that guy hovering in here. It's like a Dick Tracy villain. I forgot that Claudia Bing was in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very David Bowie dancing with myself. <laughs> that's Billy Idol. Oh, yes, that's what I meant. You're definitely in the right frame of mind for this. <laughs> oh my God. Toil and trouble. I love her Muppet look. <laughs> I love that she has her own male bubble. Her mubble, as it were. <laughs> God. Wish we'd had time for a crap before we started. <laughs> so you girls ever think of. <laughs> squeak bubble and squeak i forgot I this the guy two of them, the two of them should get together yeah it's funny i didn't get the bubble and squeak joke until now <laughs> it's nice to see them at work, wouldn't you say? I know. It is.
Meanwhile, in another universe. Right. Baby, you could drive my car. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia Ping. No. <laughs> this is hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I don't feel like I should have. You're cute, Ickle. <laughs> breathe, Safi. Just breathe. <laughs> His eyeballs are swimming. 
She's so popular. No. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. It's true. <laughs> I didn't know that would work. It's a bomb moment here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's like a Skeksis. Oh. Weird. Yikes. Ew. Ouch. <laughs> Yikes. Whew. If it's good enough for Wharf. 
Look at Squeak. What's that? Look at Squeak. Squeak. Hi, hi, hi. Ha, ha, ha. 
Appreciant. <laughs> she might as well be a Leonard Cohen record. Yeah. God.
All right, so that was Jealous, uh, and we are taking a short little break, and we'll come back to talk about it. Let's do that. All right, it's time to talk about Jealous, the fourth episode of Series 3 of AbFab. What would you think, Jeff? So it's funny, I didn't comment a lot on this. I didn't have a ton to say about it, except for the fact, I mean, it was a, you know, it was a solidly enjoyable episode. I feel like I should have more to say about it. Um, I have things to say about it. Okay, well, then why don't you go? <laughs> oh, Jeff. All right, well, uh, I loved this. Um, I just loved it. I think that um, one of the things that struck me this time that I might not have really... Uh, paid as much attention to before when we were just watching it uh, is how much this feels like the kind of thing you'd get maybe in another sitcom where they're actually doing their jobs that ostensibly they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, okay, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that, that, that something actually kind of happens in, in that, you know, Safi has this... Uh, near seduction by a married man and her, her mom slugs him. Uh, there's, there's kind of a, uh, Eddie's character kind of goes somewhere over the course of this episode. Of course it doesn't really last because then she starts trying to profit off people's depression. But, um, you know, she, she does things in this episode that I think she usually doesn't do, which, which makes her, in some ways less of a static character for this episode than she is in a lot of the other ones. Um, but also just makes this episode feel like it sort of goes somewhere. Yeah. It, uh, well, again, like you pointed out that, I mean, again, uh, you know, how far does it actually go? But, but it's true that like, I mean, it it feels like it's going to branch out. I mean, the, the Safi subplot to me is the interesting thing about this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's not a huge thing at the forefront, but, uh, but, um, it, it really does feel like it's something that's going to that potentially would take our character somewhere else. We we don't really see Safi, you know. Um, this is a side of her that uh, you know I, I assume we we feel like should happen at some point, and certainly we get to see what her amorous encounters lead to in later seasons. But uh, mm-hmm. um, and not to mention to see her mother act in that protective capacity. You know, we've talked so much about. Um, things being a role reversal like i mean mm-hmm. and then this is a re- reversal reversal in some ways i guess like it, it's it, it's it's weird to actually see her react in a way that is maternal i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it, i mean that that's it seems funny that that should be a twist but it is it yeah, I mean, what's I mean, sort of what's sort of interesting is that you expect that that's what Gran is going over there to do when Safi right. says, yeah, he's been bothering me, um, she goes over there and, <laughs> and encourages him. It's like, play it cool. No one likes a frisky old person. Um, mm-hmm. 
and it's her mom this time that actually, you know, Grant, Grant in her way kind of helps solve the problem because uh, she comes in with that revelation in the nick of time. But then it is her mom who kind of oddly well, uh, is the one who takes care of it. It's funny. It reminds me in a way of Married with Children, that Married with Children was supposed to be this crass sitcom that no family values and stuff like that. But, you know, it always, for all that they would rag on each other, whenever there was a threat, an existential threat to the family, they would kind of rally around each other. And and that's mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing that you get here, I think, in some ways. Um, it, and it's not something that we've seen in the show at this point, so it feels very fresh and very different. Um, I had forgotten. Yeah, I, I like this episode more than I remembered, certainly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that um, it, it's interesting, too. Like, I think it was an episode or two ago I was talking about the fact that you rarely have the kind of stereotypical male villain uh, in these. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some, some sexist boss or, you know... Uh, that sort of thing. And, and here you actually do have the kind of philandering, uh, professor, um, well, and for that not to, which is more of a traditional happen, sitcom thing for that to happen, not to Eddie or Patsy, who you figure would happen to, but Safi, the, the innocent character, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, I mean, that just brings the relief home. This, this feels like, you know, I mean, in terms of the evolution of the show, this feels like something that, you know, um, at this point, it's the okay. We get the characters, we get whatever, or just whatever. This this feels like it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a turn. And where do we go from from here? That's that's a very interesting way, I think, to go. And and you know, you would hope, pretending to be completely ignorant of of the rest of the show at this point, that um, that this is something where you know, as as amusing as the formula is, that you would see things get changed up a little bit from this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that, uh, I think all that stuff is interesting. And what I was going to say a minute ago was that you also have Claudia Bing being, I mean, it's not unusual for there to be sort of female rival, but, uh, you, you also have her. So like more of the episode I think is about sort of kicking against someone who is, uh, legitimately kind of hostile (laughs) or, or in otherwise, uh, a danger, I suppose to our, main cast uh there's a lot more of that this time than there usually is where the dangers are often imaginary and uh um and the the rivalries exaggerated in their own minds yeah i think that's um, a good call yeah. it's not it's not something that's all you know it, uh, their problems in past episodes have all been things they've caused themselves or whatever now it's an actual mm-hmm. legitimate that, that's a very astute observation i think well i thank you um i will also observe <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Julia Sawala's uh, acting, particularly this season, but especially in this episode, is, I won't say, I'll say extreme. Like, I mean, she is very awkward, very, very awkward with this guy <laughs> um, and is clearly like super smitten with him. Um, and uh, it, it's it's presumably very obvious to him, but it's also like just clubbing us over the head. Um, her reaction to finding out that he's married, like she's very aghast. And then when her mom actually slugs the guy, she's very, very pleased. Like, I mean, her, her reactions are very, very strong in this episode. Um, and sometimes I, I'm like, okay, that, that's a little much. You probably should dial that back just a little bit, but it is kind of nice to see her happy, even if the reason why is so odd. Right. No, I, I think that works very much. And, you know, maybe it wouldn't work if this was just a one-off and viewing it by itself, but viewing it as mm-hmm. a whole. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's... And I, I think you're right that this this part of the series, like late in the uh, the third season is where this kind of stuff can happen because you've earned it at this point. So Right. Yeah. I'm not sure really this cool. would have worked earlier. Uh, it's certainly not the same impact. Um, I enjoyed, uh, as, as you no doubt heard, I enjoyed Bubbles' counterpart, Squeak, quite a lot. <laughs> Bubble and funny. Squeak, how did I not like pick all, up on this to this point? All he My does God. is, he has like maybe two lines. All he does is mug, but he is just hilarious to look at. Um, and it's very funny for her to have this counterpart. I, I kind of wish they had started dating or something. Yeah, I, um, I, I, 
I would be a total <laughs> bubble and squeak sh- uh, shipper. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and uh, I just, in, in general, I did enjoy seeing this this show that um, is so you know wound up with fashion and PR and everything, actually, you know, showing us what that world looks like in in the Abvab universe. I mean, um, we get little I, bits and pieces of it, and like you know, in magazine and whatever. But yeah, this is true, and we get it in the movie. But yeah, th- this is very much a uh, oh right, they actually do stuff for a living, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman playing the model, I thought was great. I think she could be a model in real life, maybe even a supermodel. Is her name Naomi? Naomi. Uh, I'm I'm not even going to comment Campbell. on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I do related, enjoy it. Like, I, related to Bruce Campbell, I think, right? <laughs> probably. I, I love sugar, when they have baby. actual celebrities on here, and and they like they all are just oh yeah hating every minute of it. Like well, uh, we I, I love I love whenever Lulu shows up, <laughs> right? I mean, and she's just mercenary about like getting whatever <laughs> she can out of this horrible PR firm, and Naomi just mm-hmm. being badgered by everyone on all sides uh and and it's it's very uh it's very fun to watch um in some of the later seasons you you get emma bunton doing more or less the same oh, yes. thing oh god yes yeah so that's a fun trope um and it works really well here i think i, I love that they actually got naomi campbell to do this um yeah it's funny i i did not remember that claudia bing popped up this earlier but it makes makes me very happy yeah it's a crazy character um and before i forget to mention it i do want to say this was another kind of like grand eddie tirade like the kind that we got when she was arrested for speeding or whatever it was or parking Mm. her car in the pavement Mm -hmm. um and and just like this free form uh (laughs) off the cuff indictment of society um like I, I, i would it's one of those moments where, like, you know, I, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm just going to let it run for all that it's worth. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to interrupt a single word. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was so it was so fun to, to watch her just let go like that. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that, that moment was in there. I mean, it was it was practically a comedy monologue uh, moment. Yeah, or, I think I'll use some it. sort of monologue I'll, moment. I'll use it for an addition at some point. There you go. Sounds great. Yeah. Definitely do that. Uh, I'm going to use the tea scene where uh, <laughs> they're trying the various teas. Cheers, thanks a lot. <laughs> that's her entire seduction technique is to serve a bunch of tea. Mm. Oh my it God. worked for me, but, you know. <laughs> but I'm drunk. I, so, I just yeah. have to pee. That would be the problem I would have. Like, after the first mm. two cups, I'd just be in and out of the bathroom the whole time. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, what else can we say? I like I wouldn't want all the episodes to be like this, you know, cause you could see on another kind of sitcom, it would all be okay. PR scenes and then a domestic subplot. And, but I'm and okay that's with the that, whole thing of it. I mean, because but, I mean, you know, we haven't had so much of that. So I'd be okay with the fact that yeah. we had a little more of that for a little while. So, yeah. Right. But I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I think, I think if it were just that, that were the formula of the show, it would get old pretty fast, but I, I the feel fact like that it's taken us this a, long to get any of it almost. <laughs> I feel like if there was going to be an American amazing. version of Ab Fab, that's what they would do with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you you're know. right. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, this is a great one. Um, as usual, the last one I saw is is almost my favorite, except now we've seen sex, so that has to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Very solid season three, I think. Uh, series oh, yeah. three, whatever you want to say. I would agree. Well, uh, we'll be back next time with episode five of the series. We are getting down to it. Uh, we just have two more left, although I think we have discovered what our kind of bonus episode this this season of the podcast is going to have to be. I have no uh, idea. I really think about. we need to make this happen. Spice World. <laughs> have you forgotten already? Uh, no, I was just. Being I will not facetious. forget. Oh, God. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Anything for a laugh. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to treasure listening to you watch this movie. Uh, and hopefully our audience... You're going to hear retching sounds the entire way, but I will make it entertaining. No, no, we won't. No, we won't. All, All right. right. So, until next time, this has been Drew. 
This has been Jeff. <laughs> You've been listening to Starship Podcast Warlock. Warlock. Bye bye, everybody.